Welcome to the Grow Group Podcast, a weekly podcast to help encourage and equip you as you read through the New Testament with your Grow Group this year. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Grow Group's podcast. This is Keenan Harris and Sarah Kirikon, and uh, this is going to be the first episode of a several-part series on understanding what the gospel is and how to live it out and how it applies to our everyday life. And, you know, we talk about the gospel a lot here. We love the gospel here at Redeemer, and it's even a part of our mission statement of we desire to be a gospel-centered missional family of disciples making disciples. And so, like, first and foremost, I want us to be, like, explicitly clear on, like, what is the gospel? That simply put, like, it is the good news of how we are reconciled and, and made right before God. But more than that, like what the, the, the full like in very brief narrative of the gospel is I, I try to break it down into like four different categories of creation, fall, redemption, restoration. That we we when God created the world, he created it perfectly and it was good and everything was right. That humanity had a perfect relationship with God and humanity had a perfect relationship with one another. And they perfectly loved God and worshipped him and obeyed him. And it was good until it wasn't. Until uh, creation, until humanity disobeyed God. Adam and Eve sinned against God because they no longer wanted to worship him but they wanted to serve and worship themselves. And so they disobeyed God and did what they wanted to do rather than obey and love God. And as a result, like sin enters the world and sin separates us from God and sin separates us from one another. And even more than that, like because God is good and holy and perfect, our sin separates us from him, that we des- our sin deserves death and eternal separation from him. But then um, redemption, that God saw our need, saw our separation, and he had a plan for it to bring us back. Redemption means to be brought back. And so he sent his son Jesus to live the perfect life we could not live, to die the death that we deserve. And he rose again so that those that would place their faith in Jesus are made right and redeemed back into a right relationship with God that um, I've also heard it said that the gospel in four words is Jesus in my place. Jesus lived the perfect life in my place. Jesus died the death I deserve in my place. And if I've placed my faith in him, I am made right and have a relationship with my creator. And then restoration, that God is currently restoring us into that image of Christ and Christ is going to come again and restore all things back to its original good created order. And so that's the gospel, uh, just what it is, is creation, fall, redemption, restoration. But this episode is talking about gospel fluency and being fluent in the gospel. And so Sarah, like what is gospel fluency? Well, gospel fluency, I think, is you can relate that to even what does it mean to be fluent in a language, right? Or fluent in a concept. Um, you know, that I, I I could say, you know, I know some Spanish, right? I can I could get by if I had to, uh, but I would never say that I'm fluent in Spanish because it's not easy for me to talk um, or to speak in Spanish. I don't have, you know, 
um, a good working knowledge of the language such that it's, it flows and it comes out of me easily. And I think that's what, when we talk about being fluent, right, it's that we, we not only know the language, but that it's easy for us to talk about it. Um, and that that comes to us through, through repetition, that we actually know the language, we've studied it, um, and we've practiced speaking it. And so that's what I, I think gospel fluency is, is it's this idea that, that the gospel comes out of us because it's in us, that it's not just easy for us to talk about it, um, but that it's regular, that we're doing it with a lot of frequency. And so we, when we're, when we're gospel fluent or what it means to grow in gospel fluency is that we see the gospel in all of our lives, in our homes and our parenting and our work, um, in our eating and our recreation that we were asking this question, but also practicing, um, this language and belief of how does the gospel inform everything about me? Um, how's it informing and forming how I think and I speak and I act? And, and part of why we wanted to just take the next couple weeks to talk about gospel fluency and preaching the gospel um, to ourselves and to others is that, you know, a couple weeks ago, I sent out an email asking those of you who are in grow groups, just, you know, how do you want to grow as a disciple of Jesus? And um, and the overwhelming response really was gospel fluency. Um, I think that, that that term probably feels... Um, like maybe unknown, people are like, what does that really mean? Um, you know, how do I not just start spiritual conversations, but also speak this language of the gospel that um, that it, it actually filters into how I talk and how I speak um, to not only those who don't believe the gospel, but to uh, myself and to those that I'm discipling to my brothers and sisters in the faith. I really like this term fluency because I like, uh, you know, Sarah mentioned it can apply to like, uh, speaking a different language and being fluent like we've all taken Spanish in high school but like we're not really fluent in it but I would say we're all fluent in multiple things like you might be like I'm I feel like I'm pretty fluent in you know NBA and basketball and mm-hmm. like knowing how to talk about it and finding a way to like fit it into conversations and it's not that I'm almost that, that I'm doing it strategically it just kind of flows out of me just mm-hmm. to talk about it or maybe you're fluent in your trashy TV shows or like uh, sarcasm yeah, you could be fluent in sarcasm. It yeah. comes out of you, you know. Yeah, that that you know how to do it and you know how it fits, and so it's this idea of like the gospel. Um, I, that that phrase that um, Sarah said that it doesn't just come out of us, but it's within us. That it it applies to um, er, seeing how it applies to every area of our life, um, and and so I think what's important to understand, Sarah. I want to ask you this: is like what's a like a misconception that we need to just be aware of about the gospel and gospel fluency, and why is this important for us as disciples? Well, I think one misconception, I think big misconception I had in the past was that, right, the gospel um, is what saves me. So the gospel is about evangelism. Like I, I share the gospel, I speak the gospel when I'm, when I'm speaking to those who do not believe it. Um, and that's kind of the limit, right? That, uh, that maybe we think about the gospel as just, it's this door into the Christian life. Um, so it's this thing we believe and we preach um, to those who, yeah, like I said, to those who don't believe. Um, it's as opposed to, to seeing that like the gospel is this thing that is about discipleship. It's, it's not just a door into uh, the family of God, but it's also the path that we walk as disciples of Jesus. It's, it is what changes everything about us, um, informs everything about us, and is actually a thing that's making us into God's image by the power of the Spirit. And so um, it's that question of, you know, how is Christ's sufficiency 
like from my life informing how do I make decisions at work, how I deal with when I'm faced with temptation. We've been, you know, reading about that over the last couple um, weeks. You know, did God really deal with like these specific temptations that you have like at the crosses? Do you believe that he's interceding for you, that he's a great high priest who's actually able to cleanse you? Like are, are these the the ways in which we're viewing the all of our lives as disciples of Jesus is through this lens of the gospel? And then is that what we preach and proclaim to ourselves and to one another um, when we are when we're looking at examining our lives and our thoughts and um, our relationships? Is is that the lens through which we we just view all of life? Yeah, I think for me, the the thing that stood out to me the most when I started attending Redeemer um, about five years, uh, no, not five years ago, seven years ago, was just that like I'd grown up in the church and been around the Word of God and and knew the, the, the stories of Scripture and I was a believer and was following Jesus, but like for the first time, this idea that Sarah was talking about of like not just seeing the gospel being essential for conversion and praise God that through Jesus we have forgiveness of sins and it can be reconciled back to the Father, but like so even bigger scale that the gospel applies to er- every area of our life and that that grid of creation, fall, redemption, restoration, that, that grid even applies, like for example, in my marriage, that my marriage is created to like reflect the gospel and to honor Jesus and to like be a portrait of that like you know the bride the Jesus and his church but I in my fallenness I can twist that and I can try to make my marriage about me or about like gaining glory or approval from others or how it can serve myself but even Jesus is the one who redeems that and like brings us back together and like um, and he is restoring me as a husband and making me more and more into the image of Christ. And that that same grid applies to parenting. That same grid applies to, uh, you know, you in your school or in your friendships or in your workplace. That this idea of like the good news of the gospel, uh, Jesus reconciling us, but also transforming us and seeing all of these things through that lens is what gospel fluency is yeah, because I think that we use that term gospel centered because at core what we believe is right that there's nothing that the good news of Jesus's life death and resurrection doesn't speak to or change and so um, I think for us as followers of Jesus when we think about being like fluent in the gospel it's that we're speaking the truths of Christ into everything that we do um, into every situation into every temptation into every false belief that we struggle with into every relationship that it's being transformed by the good news of, of who Jesus is and what he's done. And so, you know, I think for us, you know, in grow groups, when we're, you know, we're reading along in the Bible together, that what we see is right, that the word of God is constantly calling us to look at God. And it's constantly calling us to to behold him, to see his holiness and what he's done um, through the person and work of Jesus and how that that then informs us. But um, for us, when we think about, you know, what does it mean to be gospel, be gospel fluent is, you know, are we speaking the truths of the Bible to one another in such a way that we're reminding one another of who God is and what he has done for us as the people of God, what he's done for you as a child of God? Um, that, that that's what we want to be, the way in which we, we form, the language that we have is to be um, just fluent in, man, who is God? Like, what has he done? 
And then how does that change and inform every aspect of who we are as people? And so um, this week in your grow groups, like we just want to, you know, throw that question out there of like, you know, how, how gospel fluent are you? Um, I think for all of us that we, you know, like Keenan said, you know, before I really started reading the Bible through the lens of the gospel and really started learning what is the gospel and, and how does the gospel change everything about me? Um, it was just good news for salvation. But but now we want to we want to grow as disciples of Jesus who are fluent in teaching and modeling and multiplying um, this language of the gospel and this belief in the gospel and application of the gospel um, to every single person that we know. And so um, just this week, I, w- I would really challenge you to ask that question of, you know, is it is like what's challenging about gospel fluency for you? Is it that that really you need to grow in your understanding of what the gospel is? Um that even just understanding, like, what is it that we say we believe when we, we speak of the gospel? Um, or is it that, man, you you would really just acknowledge that, man, I don't have a lot of practice in in speaking the gospel and speaking these truths of Jesus to others. We hope that in your grow groups, that's part of what you're growing in, is that you're, you're getting repetitious practice every week around, man, how is the gospel forming and informing your obedience and application of the scriptures? Um, or is it even just that you need a shift in belief that the gospel really is good news for you in every aspect of your life? Are there, there areas where you're just not really clear on, man, how, how would Jesus's life and his death and his resurrection change who, where, who I am as a student? What does it mean for the classroom or what does it mean for me as a mother with my toddlers or from my husband in, in a marriage? Like what, what do these things mean for us as bosses and coworkers and daughters and sons? Um, that is there an area where you're just not, you're, you're not clear and you need help for others to help inform you and help you to see how does the gospel change everything about you? So, and we hope that that's part of what we can be doing in grow groups together is that we're practicing this language of the gospel. We're learning more and more of the gospel as we see God's word. We behold Jesus, um, in his word, but also that we're able to, to just counsel and, and help one another apply these truths to every aspect of our lives. Yeah, I think it's it's important to point out, and this like Sarah alluded to this that like no one becomes fluent in anything overnight, and like it takes time and it takes repetition and it takes like you over and over and over again reading the Word of God, seeing the gospel in the Word of God, taking a situation and like you know reminding yourself of the gospel in that situation over and over and over, having people in your life you know speaking the gospel to you and like over the course of time, I think maybe that word fluency and and Sarah said this at the beginning, like we're never going to be like perfect under, like we're never going to perfectly understand the gospel perfectly and represent it perfectly. But like over the course of time, God is going to grow us in our fluency and our ability to apply it and our ability to live it out. And so looking ahead, um, Sarah, we're um, right in the middle coming to the end of Mark and so like Mark 10 through 14 what are some things to look for and be aware of well I love that you know last week we kind of saw this um kind of the shift in, in Jesus's ministry on earth, right? That Mark's recording uh, that people, you know, were amazed and they had uh, just amazement and awe at the, the miracles he was doing. And now he's starting to make some predictions about his death and his resurrection in chapters eight, nine, and 10. Um, and so when we kick off this week, we're, we're seeing that Jesus has started this pattern of predicting his death and resurrection and then immediately teaching on discipleship. And so um, I think that that would be something to pay attention to is what is he teaching his disciples when he's predicting his death and resurrection? Like why is he talking to them about that? Um, you know, why is he preparing them? Why is he speaking about that? Um, but I would also be really paying attention this week to these questions that people ask of Jesus. Like, read them closely. If you see a question mark, 
pay attention. Um, like what questions do people ask of Jesus? And then in return, what questions does Jesus ask of people? Um, you know, what, what are these relationships looking like? Because we see that there are a lot of different ways and reasons why people ask questions of Jesus, but also different reasons why Jesus asks questions of, um, his hearers and those that he's engaging with the reasons he asks questions of us. Um, and so I would say, man, be paying attention to what is Jesus trying to communicate about himself to his disciples, um, as he's really looking forward to, you know, not just preparing them for his death and resurrection, but teaching them about the life of being a disciple, that they're, they're watching his, not just his teaching, but his miracles and how he walks. What is he communicating about who he is? And then about what it means for them as disciples of Jesus to follow him and to be his disciples. Love it. And I love this book. And it's so helpful to like see uh, Jesus doing these things and, and teaching these things. And so our, my hope for us, my hope for you this week is that you would be reminded that praise God that yes, because of the gospel, um, we can have access to God and have a relationship with him. And at the same time, because of the gospel, it can inform how I live and how I, the, how I view the world. And that's our hope for you.